0: seahawks fans to the newest episode of the seahawks Nest podcast i'm your host today the joined as always by the spider noir to my spider-man is kevin garber kevin how you doing
1: the darkness surrounds me but in the distance i see light
0: it must be the podcast and our man from the future spider-man 2099 it's eric Ronnebeck. eric how are you uh
2: doing? uh great great i got i got batman blades on my arm for some reason because that's cool because that looks more like a spider
0: it's the it's future. NXT. I'm the man you're from in the, the future.
2: future.
0: All right. Uh, so a few, few news items to get to. There's such a few things that, that I wanted to talk about this week. But the most important one,
2: Eric, going straight to you, the creamsicles are back. Whew. I mean, last week, we, Eric, what, how do you, how do you feel? To, it's like a mission mission accomplished. Yeah, right? uh, well, the final mission is getting the Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who came into the NFL the same year of, uh, what, 1978, 79? mm mm-hmm. um, and uh, to play in their throwbacks together, together. That'd be pretty. Cool. But um, yeah, right now, I mean, Tampa Bay with the Creamsicles, guys, watch out! October thirteenth or something. Man, woo! It's gonna be beautiful on your television, or beautiful on your highlight reel,
0: yeah. on, on or on your highlighter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, one of that, the yeah. all-time greatest NFL uniforms. I think it's cool that the teams are getting more, are able to get more a little frisky with the throwbacks because of the helmets, right? The biggest yep. holdback for a lot of these teams and using, you know, the creamsicles or using some of their, their more offbeat or different uh, things was that they couldn't change the helmet. And lots of the uniforms looked really bad with their current helmets. Like, let's use Tampa Bay, for an example. Their current helmet is like dark red. And so it looked weird with the creamsicles. Now they get to wear it the way God intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like, have a green sink without the white. There's all Seahawks closed up.
2: Oh, I ahead. was just gonna say, look Don't at other ahead, sports wait. and look at how look at how hockey embraces the different crests and uniforms and baseball, basketball. The city, the city yeah, it connects. baseball and basketball. And every there. team in in uh, in baseball is allowed four uniforms plus a city, so five total. And the NFL is like no home and away, and then some terrible color color rush. Uh, you know, open it up, make it cool. And what a license
1: to print money. Like if you bring a uniform that someone likes, that's just a license to print money. And if there's anything we know about the NFL, it's all their decisions are how to make money. Yeah. Even if
2: it's it's like green and it makes Eric really mad.
0: That's the whole thing for me is that they're just passing up easy money by not doing this Uh, because the, the other sports all have like city connects a good example of this city connect comes out. Everyone goes and buys it. Everyone goes as a t-shirt or even though the black pants are really weird. And then, and then they, uh, (laughs) And then they – same thing for like soccer. Soccer, they change the jerseys every year, right? And so it's like, oh, all new jerseys come out. Oh, we get to sell new jerseys. In the NFL, it's like the jerseys stay the same for like 20 years and we can't change them and we can't even add like third – interesting third jerseys to try to get you to buy something else. It's like these are all the jerseys. It's it's, it's very strange to me. Anyway – uh, Kevin, rookie camp closed up with a canoe ride led by the Muckleshoot Tribe of Indians uh, for for the team. Pete called it interesting. said so, said so there were some guys who were more comfortable in the water or less comfortable on water. But you had an interesting point in the Discord. You said that this this kind of team building event has kind of replaced uh, rookie hazing a little bit. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some uh, what are some of your uh, Favorite things, you know, like what, what, where do you see this going? Like, are they going to keep doing like, we got the canoe ride this year. What are some other fun things that the Seahawks could do to kind of uh, bring rookie camp to a close? You had, you had like kind of a short list of things that you, you said. So I'll just let you go.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of cool things that uh, are opportunities here. I think. Uh, a point that was brought up, the hazing of being dumped with a check for an exorbitantly expensive meal, that one needs to stop, Uh, just to kind of recognize that from the Discord. But as far as positive things, and I think that's much more befitting team culture, like, there's a lot of things that tie you to the Pacific Northwest that would make sense. Like, what about doing a big salmon bake? Um, Have everyone there for, like, a, a, a big salmon bake on the beach. You could do... um uh, like I, there's I, a ton of good hikes like I, imagine like hitting the summit together I, of like one of the yeah. more like medium sized peaks. These guys are all in really good condition so that's something they could easily do. but that'd be like hey we like you know you, you can't tell me Pete could not turn hitting like the top of Pilchuck or something into a conversation
0: about like you know reaching peaks together and the teamwork involved it's it's not the journey or the destination (laughs) it's who you did it with right like that that kind of thing yeah it's i i think so too and I like you said too like the a lot of the good the good modern kind of hazing stuff is when you get people to step out their comfort zone and like you know do something that they might normally not do like even just like the dumb stuff like singing a song or like stuff like that making a haiku about another player um, <laughs> having to, having to, having to, uh, give a
1: practice report at the team dinner every night to explain what everyone learned about, like as a speech, like there's a bunch of stuff like that, where it's like totally harmless, gets everyone to kind of know who you are. Um, like you said, to step out of your comfort zone, you have a shared
0: experience with these guys. Like that's all good. I think that's all positive stuff. Yeah, I agree. Eric, uh, you got any thoughts on, uh, on modern, modern day team building, uh, that the Seahawks are doing. No, I think,
2: though that, that's really great. I look at, you know, what other leagues do with their rookies. Um, I, can we just call that how great the, the draw the logo is? That's, yes. Oh, draw the yes. logo is a
0: perfect example of this. Yes. Like if you had everyone on the team do that and like everyone was like just looking at each other's logos and one, you'd find out like, hey, maybe we got two or three good artists on this team, which is fun, too.
1: Yeah. Oh, you do team trivia. So everyone has to split up and you split like people have been uh, like different position groups and been with the team different lengths of time. Yeah. And you do like team history trivia and like they have to do pictures and say who the player was or like stat information because everyone would get to dump on someone who missed a trivia question
0: that they're the answer to. Uh, yeah. All right. So then uh, <laughs> let's let's keep it moving. Mock. Speaking of offseason activities, the mock game is August 4th. Um I have met a lot of love for the mock game. I don't know why. It feels more relevant to me than any preseason game. Am I crazy for that? Like is that how do you guys feel
2: about the mock game? Oh, uh, you think it's Eric, you want to take yeah, this? Have a take. you think it's better than the than the preseason game. Wait, all preseason or the first preseason? I mean like the whole preseason.
0: I don't even care. Like the preseason games, I feel like you really have to like read the tea leaves or whatever. The mock game is just like a blast. Like it's just fun and then it feels like they're really playing like, they really
2: are playing football. I don't know. I don't, the see, they're taking just like, it easy in the mock game a little bit. And the I like the tea leaves of the of the preseason. Like You like trying to read the tea I leaves? I do, just because, you know, it's fun to watch one position group. Like, you kind of settle in in the second quarter, and you're like, you know, you go in there thinking, like, I'm going to watch the offensive line. And then in the second quarter, you're like, man, I'm really digging how, like, the middle of the field in our secondary is playing. And I want to watch that. And I really want to pay attention to that. And then on the offense, just like, okay, well, how I don't care if anyone's catching balls. I want to see the routes, Um, things like that. That's what I like about the preseason. So sorry, Nathan, I'm mock game is is cool to cover. But really, I, I prefer to just really dig into the preseason. So I like the
1: mock game different. And what I like about the mock game is the coaches have a much more hands-on role because of the nature of the way that that works and they do during the preseason. And I feel like it gives you this really interesting insight into what the coaches think of their players and position groups. And so kind of watching the on-field coaching that's happening in that environment feels like it gives me kind of an insight into how the uh, camp battles have gone. And for that reason, I think it's just, it's a really strong appetizer for the preseason. So I don't like it better. I think it fits just a very different role. And that kind of getting inside the coach's head is that's really unique and special. And uh, knowing you, I think that's probably why you like it the most is because you get to really see what the coaches are thinking. And that's that's a hard thing to get a view of that close to the season starting.
0: All right. Uh, finally, the last little little thing I have before we get into our big topic for the week, uh, seat I wanted to take just a quick look at the Seahawks roster, and um, I just want to go through and I just want us all to pick one, a Seahawks sleeper, a guy you think that people are just not talking enough about or are not high enough on, and a Seahawks bust, someone that people are very excited about that maybe they need to just uh, pump the brakes on or someone who everyone's saying will have a great season, but maybe will not contribute in such a way. And I'll go first since since, uh, I brought it up. I'll go um, because mine are both play the same position. Uh, My Seahawks sleeper, and you probably could figure this out if you listen to this podcast already, is Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I think Zach Charbonnet is a perfect fit for the way Pete Carroll wants to play football. And, of course, that means my Seahawks bust. Not to say that this person's going to have a bad season. I think they're going to have like 800 yards rushing and uh, probably like three or more huge runs. But Kenneth Walker is I think someone people might temper their expectations on a little bit. Uh, The the Charbonnet-Walker split, I think people will be surprised – um, how it ends up by the end of the season, because those, I think one of them is more um, the guy, the Belk, the bell cow style uh, Pete Carroll running back. And the other guy is the complement to that running back. And it's the reverse of, I think what most people think they, they want, they want to use, I think Charbonnet as their, their main guy, their, their hitter. And then Kenneth Walker comes in to bust out the 40 yard runs when the defense is tired <laughs> and run down already by Charbonnet. Uh, the hammer is they got the hammer. And then you've got the uh the bolt of lightning and Kenneth Walker. So they're both good, but I just think the roles are, are going to be reversed from what people expect. You think well so there's Amber my, before uh, lightning? Because like oh yeah, you gotta wear them down. Yeah. You wear them down a little bit. You just wear them down with Zach Charbonnet. You 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 use him a lot. You you know, you sprinkle some Kenneth Walker in in the first half and then the second half. It's it's Ken Walker time. They're tired. The defense is 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 gassed. They've had to take down Zach Charbonnet, which if you have watched Zach Charbonnet tape, you know he's a load. <laughs> to take down. It is not easy to put Zach Charbonnet in experience. And then now, now, now you're tired. You're tired. Cause you had to take down this big guy. No, oh, here comes this guy who's way fast. Now, like he's way fast. And I just think Walker will have an important role in the offense, no doubt, but it just might be uh less, um less amount of carries than people expect. All right. Um Who does anyone want to go next? i just want to throw to whoever's most ready. Uh I got to take,
1: if you don't get Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Go
2: for it. Right,
0: okay. Um, I don't know
1: how up on, pe- on. okay, mine's Jaron Reed. I think okay, people yeah. remember the Jaron Reed we had that got 50 pressures in a season and not the Jaron Reed that's been kicking around the NFL for the last couple of seasons and is more of a role player. Um, to the extent where I think there's a decent chance he is not our star- starting defensive lineman for us by the end of the season. He's going to be in the rotation, but I could see Mario Edwards or even... Um, if Mike Morris puts it together big time, I could see one of them taking
0: over a starting spot by midseason. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like cool your jets on January, Reed, I think is a good take because a lot of people see him as a locked in starter right now. Um, who's a guy that you think might be uh, people might be sleeping on a little bit, Kevin? Who, who might be better than people think? Um, so. My son, Derek Hall. No, um, I think people have a proper amount of hype around Derek Hall. <laughs> Derek, I was going to say, Derek Hall is pretty hyped, bro. My, <laughs> I think 20 expect sacks.
1: Expect him,
0: um, <laughs> I expect him to contribute, though, for sure, which I think is perfectly reasonable.
1: Uh, I think Evan Brown. I think there's this weird thing where we drafted these two offensive linemen and everyone forgot that Evan Brown is a guy who can start at guard or center. We have Phil Haynes, someone who struggles to stay healthy. Uh, throughout his NFL career, um, Evan Brown's an established starting level offensive lineman that I think could come in and be a really, really steady hand. Um, who's the guy back in the day? Chris Gray on those uh, 2000 Seahawks right right guard, started center guard, uh huh, and just be like Mister Stability. And I feel like Evan Brown could be that guy. Which having a stable role player on the center of an offensive line that has Uh, Two growing tackles and Damian Lewis, who could be a really good guard now that he's not dealing with injury going into a season, um, could be a, a really important cog in that line.
0: Now, Eric, I'm going to stop you for a second because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is my chance to talk about Chris Stoll and the factory that produces results.
2: This is I'm so happy but... that you brought this up because, guys, in a in a completely related note, you will never believe when I was on Instagram what targeted oh, ad no. came across my feet.
0: <laughs> yes. I was it for Rubio. Long I snuffing?
2: totally forgot to mention this in our in our uh, BS time before the podcast, but let's bring it up here. It was
1: (laughs) Rubio long snapping and steakhouse.
2: Rubio himself in the middle surrounded by like, you know, four young men on each side. I'll just tell you right now. I just saw results. A bunch of a bunch of
0: a bunch of moderately athletic white guys because they uh, Instagram
2: (laughs) perfectly hiked that ball 15 yards into my hand in that ad into my hands. It was perfect. The uh, overlapping of about-
1: Rubio students and Eagle Scouts is higher than you would think.
0: <laughs> hey, Eric, I have a question. Do you, uh, yeah, exactly. Do you, uh, do you, do you think, do you think that you might come out of retirement and maybe do some, do a Rubio long snapping camp, try to be the long snapper for like Pierce Community College? Or I something? mean, it's,
2: I wouldn't be yelled at by contractors and I would be making more money. So I can, I can hold my own on <laughs> offensive line. Uh, what's the oldest NFL player in the history? 46. Could that make mm-hmm. it? It can't be Mark Wahlberg in that Invincible movie. <laughs> All
1: right. No, so you can be get... Tony Danza in the field goal-kicking, garbage-faking Philadelphia <laughs> phenomenon.
2: <laughs> Tony Danza. Oh, I like at the
1: end of the movie when he kicks the field goal and says, Angela? Go, Mona? Go ahead. Mona? Angel- he is the A- boss. A- A- Angela? No, he's not the boss. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I I I think Tony Danza was the boss. Okay, anyway. <laughs> well, got we'll got to cut the that women bit with off the early. bosses, guys. <laughs> Eric, Eric, do you did you want to, yeah, yeah, you want got, to do that? I got
2: one. Your, okay, okay. I was going to say we could just skip No, no, this, let's actually talk about football and not who's the boss. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. I it was football. That's a football movie. Here's the thing, guys. I got to. I got to. Who's the think... boss? Is a football movie. I thought it was a TV show.
0: <laughs>
1: no, the garbage picking the garbage... Kicking Philadelphia yeah. phenomenon.
0: I, I got to because no. that needed to be an entire title. I will <laughs> need to pivot on my Who's the is Boss hi- podcast. Is there a hi- Kevin, is there a hyphen in that in that title? <laughs> there, there might be. I have to look that up. Can... <laughs> Eric, continue
2: with your take. So I like that Kevin went with Jaron Reed because I thought about Jaron Reed. Um, that was my fallback, so I didn't have to go there. Uh. Everybody no can cool your jets on Bobby Wagner.
0: Okay. I okay. like Ooh. Bobby Wagner right after
2: people's throat. Yeah. So I love Bobby Wagner. I think we all do. Uh, I, I was, I, I didn't get like choked up per se, but I got, um, I got a little emotionally uh, invested when he resigned because he never should have left. Having said that Bobby Wagner is going to be 32, 33. He's coming off a great year. And he's going to be solid for us. But do not expect Bobby Wagner to be our best linebacker this year. Now, that's kind of uh, that's giving a little uh, away of what I'm going to say next because who would be our best linebacker? Jamal Adams is yeah. dead. Jordan Brooks is not starting the season, um, which this kind of, I'm not saying this guy is going to be our best, but this is a name to watch out for. Do not be surprised if John Radigan. Impresses you at the linebacker position throughout this entire season. I think he's going to play more than special teams. I think that he's going to be maybe what I thought Cody Barton could have been. <laughs> uh, that's You're, ooh, this is I like that. this Predicting is John Radigan is the new Cody Saint Barton. I think it's actually of, uh, a
0: really a really solid take because if he could be just like a like a average
2: or above average yes. linebacker,
0: I think it raises the floor of our linebacking group quite. If a
2: bit. I I anticipate John Radigan being an average linebacker. Who has like, oh, do you see Ragan come around the edge and just and knock that guy out of bounds? Like, that is honestly going to raise our floor uh a step higher. Uh, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in our linebackers this year, boys. And I do think that what was his name, Hawthorne, the heater? Bobby Wagner is gonna be good, but he's not going to be the Bobby mm-hmm. you know and yeah. love. So David, uh David Hawthorne, there you go. right?
0: Yeah, I like it. All right, so that uh that'll take us straight into our, our big topic of the week. Which is the AFC East? The AFC East uh, last year put two teams into the playoffs: the Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, they they seem to be a division that most people believe is on the rise with the addition of some significant guys. So we'll start with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills went 13-3 and last year. Their over-under is set at over 10.5, which is a minus-130 favorite. They added Taylor Rapp, Damian Harris, and Connor McGovern in the offseason, losing Tremaine Edmonds, Devin Singletary, and Trenton Sherfield In the draft, they got Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, Osiris Torrance, the offensive guard, and Dorian Williams. Seahawks connection. They have added Puna Ford. Speaking of which, Puna Ford said that he likes his new role in the 4-3 at Buffalo as a one-tech. I'm picking it up pretty good. Instead of the defense, Bill's defense, players, I know I'm going to have an opportunity to play all three downs, and that excites me, especially the chance to get some third-round down reps. And Pete Carroll said that he overused Ford on the defensive line. He liked to keep him closer to the center at nose tackle, but he used him more outside as a three-technique and five-technique, and it wore him down. I agree. I think Ford was mildly misused last year, and it was part of why he didn't produce at quite the level we expected. So I'll start with you, Kevin. Uh, this Bills team, what do you, what do you think is going to happen this year for the Buffalo Bills? Cause nobody, I mean, nobody Bleh, circles the, circles like the wagons like the Buffalo Bill. Whoop, whoop. Yes.
1: Whoop. Um, whoop. Uh, we're looking at a interesting crossroads. I think that this iteration of the Buffalo Bills cannot stay together for a lot longer. They're kind of shedding some pieces And uh, Stephon Stephon Diggs seems really unhappy. That's his default state. Um, Gabe Davis, I think, is an excellent wide receiver. Stephon Diggs is an excellent wide receiver. I think losing McKenzie is a bigger problem than people are necessarily recognizing. Um, Deontay
0: Hardy and uh, Khalil Shakir, I'm not sure, are ready to take over that third wide receiver role. Word on the street is that, like, the streets are saying, Kevin, that Dalton Kincaid is going to be, like, their main slot guy, which I am super into from, like, a football perspective because I really liked Dalton Kincaid when I was draft scouting. And I think as kind of, like, a big slot is probably the best way to use him, at least as a rookie. He's not going to be a good blocker as a rookie. He might be okay, but, but like, he's not going to be great. So I think, like, that's that's kind of an interesting wrinkle that they're adding there to try. They're trying to replace. Yeah, but they got a lot of production from Beasley and – uh and that slot position, McKenzie and stuff. So it's definitely something yeah. they need to be, they need to put an emphasis on for sure.
1: Yeah, it'll put a little bit of variance into the offense. I think um, picking up Damian Harris is interesting. They now have uh, Lap Murray and Damian Harris, James Cook and Naeem Hines. They've got a lot of, they've got running backs that can kind of do a lot of different things, a lot of like stable hands, and they don't use the running back position a lot. So like they're not heavily invested in it financially. Well, still having a lot of capable guys there. Their offense is really good, um, really talented. Their defensive line is coming along. Leonard Floyd was a pretty nice signing uh to back up Von Miller. They've got uh Shaq Lawson and uh Greg Rousseau has been coming along. They've got a couple of big guys in the middle. Um, I think Tim Settle was a nice signing for them. Uh getting Jordan Phillips back. Like, I think they have a, a good front seven. I... Uh, I don't think that they're going to be missing uh, Tremaine Edmonds that much. Uh, for as much as he's a splash play guy, he's not a like a big consistency guy. And I think they'll be able to replace that with Dorian Williams or if uh, Terrell Bernard can step up. Um, I, I don't know. This is a really complete roster, a really, really talented team. And I see no reason why they won't be one of the top AFC contenders again. The thing for me
0: is it feels very deep at all of the best positions. Right, like yeah, their D lines like, really deep. Their O lines like, gotten depth now. Right, their tackles, their backup tackles are Questenberry and Shell. Like those guys could start on s- significant numbers of NFL teams. They have really good deep defensive line. Their se- their secondary is really deep. They have a lot of guys that they- that feel it feels like they have a lot of guys who who they're gonna tr- who could work at at wide receiver. Right, like you're right. Diggs and Davis is the clear one too. But they have a lot of guys who feel like they have potential. Sherfield, Shakir. So and then of course, uh, like I said before, Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox both being on the field at the same time could be a nice, a really nice wrinkle for them. So I'm I'm pretty high on this team. It feels like a team that's primed to contend, right? This is a team that that's putting their best foot forward. They 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 know their contention window, like you said, Kevin, is right now, right? This is their time to contend. Their window might be closing as, you know, digs ages out or or acts out, for you want <laughs> However, you want to put it, and they'll have to search again for that top, top <laughs> number one wide Diggs receiver. Does Diggs does digs things. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, their DVOA is like, it was, it was extremely good last season. They're a great regular season team. Um, the question is, can they be a great postseason team? And they have the pieces to do it.
0: They just kind of get it over the hump. AFC is brutal, like, though. Like Lawson, Ford, Settle, Floyd, that's their backup defensive line. That is a good defense line that doesn't even yeah. include like Roogie Basham and AJ Epinesa behind those guys like they just go they go so deep on the D line of uh, guys with just potential so yeah i like i like the bills quite a bit um over 10 and a half for me is a is a really good bet um eric you got any uh bills thoughts
2: uh, to add my bills thoughts are basically overall in the AFC East and i still have thoughts on other teams but you know when you you look at your favorite team in any sport and you say you know, this is their year. They're going to have the window. This is, you know, we've got, we've got three years, two years to, to really make this happen. Uh this is uh, probably a playoff team. Oh, this, this team is two years away. So the AFC East, I think this is the last year of it being status quo. The new status quo for the AFC East is um, Buffalo. Miami's gaining. Uh, Jets are middling and so are the Patriots. And I think that's what you're going to see this year. The Bills are still going to be that team that is in, in charge of their own destiny, um, has a playoff window at least one more year, probably after this. But I'd put them in, uh, you know, one of my top teams to be in the Super Bowl. Um, they really didn't do much outside of just gaining, like you said, Nathan, more depth. And um, you have to kind of think Josh Allen may need to take a slight step forward for them to reach the Super Bowl. Um,
0: There there is one interesting wrinkle about their defense, which is like Leslie Frazier decided to just take the year off and they didn't replace him with a different defensive coordinator, Um, which is super weird to me. I McDermott is a DC, but you don't want him splitting his attention like that. Yeah, that's like my only. That's like literally the only like break I have on the team. Like it's like everything's great except for like that one specific thing is really weird to me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Anyway, I have the, I have the Bills at eleven and six, um, over the ten and a half. I think they're a really good
2: football team. I have them in. The I playoffs. also have them at eleven and six and making the playoffs. Uh, I got them at twelve and five.
0: Nice. Yeah. Perfect. We're all right in range there. So let's go to the Miami. Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins went nine and eight last year. They're over Miami under set at nine at nine and a half, and it's minus one ten. So pretty even on the over and the under here. They added Jalen Ramsey, David Long, and Isaiah Wynn, losing Mike Gasicki, Trenton Shurfield, and Melvin Ingram three. They drafted Cam Smith and Devin Ockane. Their Seahawks connection, DK Metcalf's son, Jalen Ramsey, is on the the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> um okay. All right. Actually, like they have Freddie Hold Swain too. They have Freddie Swain too. Um, <laughs> Eric, you said the Dolphins are a team on the rise. Do you see them rising above this nine and eight record this year? Um, what What do you I
2: think? Didn't, uh, I didn't mean to say they're on the rise. They're going to be the second best team in the division. Um, the The Dolphins are still a year away because I don't know what to make of Tua. This team is immensely talented. This team has... Tua doesn't know what to make of Tua after he got hit. No, in the head and that's so many the times. sad thing. Like football is getting <laughs> harder tough. and harder to watch for that reason. Um, the hits are people, they're just hits. Keep on coming. Yeah. I I didn't, I didn't want to say that. And I don't want to say this. So since you already said (laughs) that, I'll say that people are, (laughs) the players are only getting bigger and faster and it's, I don't know. It's football is kind of getting hard to watch. Tyreek Hill is still on this team. Jalen Waddle is still on this team. Um, so many receiving yards. Uh, I don't know, like can Tua play. (laughs) <laughs> can, yeah, can they, didn't, they didn't bring year, back to a play this whole season like they didn't bring back teddy bridgewater like they had a high quality backup for Tua last
0: year they just brought in kevin don't say mike white so white like, mike <laughs> they brought in mike white to be the backup that's like basically saying we'll be bad if, if yes Tua gets hurt. Yeah, like, we, are, we are
2: we're putting all of our chips in on tom brady Slater coming out of sand. retirement. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to slander Mike White. Again. <laughs> hey, yeah, Kevin, sad, he's got a, he's got to have two good games to be white Mike again. Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I kind of worry about the well, Dolphins. That's many good games he'll ever have. So the Dolphins, <laughs> <got you there. laughs> the Dolphins in their history have done this where they load up on other players that are, you know, that are really good and that they show a lot of promise and they squander a big position that puts them in, you know, in a position to become a championship contender. This team, if you put, like, a really, really good quarterback, like, four years ago, Aaron Rodgers, this would be, like, a team that you'd think that could maybe make the Super Bowl, and I really have no idea what two is going to do, and that's, right now, I have, like, two possible win totals for them, but neither one are awesome. The two, the
0: two, the two, dark cloud is definitely over this team because it really depends. Like we saw the, the hot streak Tua was on at the beginning of last year. These dolphins looked extremely good and their team is better than it was last year. Like they added Bradley Chubb midseason last year. They have Jalen Ramsey. This team is better than they were at the beginning of last season. They're, they're more healthy too. Cause they had, a, this team had injury issues as well last year. Um, but if yeah. Tua can't stay, if Tua can't stay healthy, they've left themselves in a position where they're going to be relying on Mike White and Skylar Thompson. Which, um, you know, I, I did say Skylar Thompson was like a sleepery quarterback last year, and he did get onto the field, but he was not great. Uh, he was not not good last year. And then Mike White is Mike White. We know what he is. He's just he he maybe can get in a heater and have two really good games, but the rest of the games are going to be pretty bad. And so you you're just. They're really banking on Tua stays healthy the whole season. And if that happens, this team could win this division. Like They have that level of talent across the roster. Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey is maybe the best cornerback duo in the entire National Football League. Uh, Phillips and Chubb can get after the passer. They have a good offensive line anchored by Teron Armstead, and they have Waddle and Hill. Like This is a talented, talented, talented team. They have 18 running backs that they can throw out there, and all of them are decent. So, so like, this is a Miami team that I really think is like, it's fine, but it's just hard for me to pick them for 12 wins when I have to deal with the fact that like, if Tua has a concussion, he might never play football again. Mm-hmm. That's a very realistic possibility. And it's just, it's just hard to, to, to throw all your chips in the Miami dolphins basket. Also, I want to say, I love Mike McDaniel. He's a weirdo. And I think he's, he's an awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. He's just a weird dude. And I think it's cool to have like a guy like that as a head coach. So anyway, Kevin, uh, Dolphin well, Stotts. Vic Fangio our-
1: is a DC too, and Vic Fangio is a really fun coach. Yeah, fun coaching staff yeah. just overall.
0: Yeah, and very
1: enjoyable coaching staff. I agree. Uh, Waddle and Hill is unfair. And then you have Raheem Mostert and Devon Shane, who I throw 40 times out the window. I don't
0: care. They might be like they're two of the fastest players in the NFL at running oh, back. Speaking, speaking of fast players, Kevin, I forgot to bring this up. Robbie Anderson is on this team now. He changed his name to Chosen Anderson last year, and now starting into this offseason, he has changed his name again. He is Robbie Chosen now.
2: Is this for real? Um, uh, you can change your name to whatever you want. Absolutely. If, people, this
1: is ab- if if you're not chosen to receive the football, then your stats are going to
0: keep sucking. Zing! I mean, that's, just, that's just, it's just weird. He went from Robbie Anderson to Chosen Anderson to Robbie Chosen, and he still cannot identify if uh, Serper is a panther or a bear. I can't wait anyway,
1: until he <laughs> thinks that the dolphin is a whale. Uh, is it what's that shark doing over there <laughs> bro we play on the <laughs> dolphins it's a dolphin <laughs> it's like <laughs> come on anyway Cassie, uh, I thought uh Isaiah Wynn if he can be healthy is an interesting player to pick up because Jaron Armstead's gonna miss his annual three to five games you'll need someone at left tackle um Liam Eikenberg had an awful season last year so if Win can start at left guard or be like the next man up at uh left tackle when Armstead needs a break I think that's a that's a sneaky great signing. Um, this is kind of Austin Jackson's make or break year to show these an NFL tackle because man, it's been rough. Otherwise, they have great weapons, tons of team speed, team speed for days. So, if Tua's right, I feel like this is one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL. And last season showed that. Like, when Tua was healthy, this is one of the best offenses in football. This passing game is incredibly dangerous. The running backs can break a long one whenever they want to. And then you already went over the depth along the defensive line. Add to that, they brought in uh, Deshaun Elliott to play safety, which gives you a solid backup with Holland and Jones. You've got Ramsey who could play inside-outside. Like if Cam Smith ends up taking outside corner,
0: Jalen Ramsey playing like a big nickel role, that's I something Jaylen, that he's extremely good at. I have a feeling they're going to use do something like what you said. They're just going to have Jalen Ramsey follow around a guy all game. And then Cam Smith and Xavier Howard will be the other two guys on the field, like if they need three cornerbacks or they'll, they'll shrink Cam off the field but Jalen will just yeah. be following someone the whole game, which is actually really great use of Jalen Ramsey at this point. Uh, I think that's like super good. Cause that's what he's good at. He's good at just getting in a guy and, and being competitive with one dude. It's, it's great. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's high level roster talent. They are getting better depth at position groups, but there's still a team where there's some key injury concerns at positions. You can't afford to get injured at left tackle quarterback. And for that reason, I have to tamp down my expectations. You don't build injuries into predictions unless you have kind of a proven injury record. And so I'm going nine and eight. I think they're going to push for a playoff spot. I think they're going to be excellent when their whole team is out there. It's going to be super important what part of the season
0: their whole team is playing. I mean, I, I agree. I also have them at, at nine and eight. It's a, it's a good It's a good team. Uh, but there, but they're, there's there's significant concern around the uh,
2: the, the two in there like what they're, they're going to keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, boys, let's uh, let's make it nine and eight all the way around. All right, then let's let's head to New England for the Patriots.
0: Uh, the Patriots went eight, eight and nine last year. I did not believe this when I <laughs> read it. I read it like three times. I was like, they really went eight and nine. But they're <laughs> uh, anyway over under a set at seven and a half. Uh, minus 110 on both sides of that. Uh, they added Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gasicki, and James Robinson. Oh, actually, they cut James Robinson after I wrote that. So actually, they don't have James Robinson. I'm going to delete that right now. They- <laughs> James Robinson has been cut, I remember now. Jacoby, they they lost. So they lost James Robinson. And Jacoby Myers, Isaiah Wynn, and Damian Harris. In the draft, they added Christian <laughs> Gonzalez, uh, Keon White, Marte Mapu. See, connection, of course. We got the illustrious Mike Jackson from the New England Patriots. Kevin, start us off. Patriots, uh, what, do you, what do you think?
1: Um, Patriots are a really interesting team to analyze because I do feel like they've gotten back to some of the roster-building tenants that have worked really well for them. Like Riley Reif is a signing is a really good one for them. It gives you kind of a stable offensive tackle. So they've got, uh, uh, sorry, Reef and uh, Trent Brown at tackle. They've got some young guys coming up along the middle. Um, they picked up Antonio Mafia and uh, Sadi Sau and Jake Andrews in the draft, which a lot of those players I could see working out for them in the middle. I think Gigi Smith-Schuster is a really good signing, is like a willing blocker and um, a good role player. I think it's interesting they picked up Jasicki. Uh, so now they have Hunter Henry and Mike Jasicki. Jasicki um, has a religious exemption from blocking, so he kind of becomes like the uh, another slot player for them, uh, which is an interesting role to have. The big question is, is the offensive line going to be good enough to let Mac Jones do something like they've got Bill O'Brien who is a good offensive coordinator.
0: They threw three mid round picks at like interesting offensive linemen hoping to get one starter out of it. Cause yeah. like Unwenu and Strange are good. They just really need one more guy to start in the middle so that they can like kind of shift guys around and, and make it work. So Strange. I want to say strange is good. Strange is someone that they believe in. Like I think they want Cole Strange too. There's reasons the to round. think Strange can be good. Yes, and so I think they're just hoping one of these yeah. three guys becomes the guy, uh, becomes a the guy they can use in the middle to kind of shore it up.
1: They've got a really stable interior defensive line, um, and then like Judon Uche, uh, that's that's a very New England style pass rush set uh they did a good job of uh i think christian Gonzalez was a great value pickup for them they did well in the draft keon white has a good inflection of talent as well Uh, Um but it might take a couple seasons
0: they lost their slot cornerback yeah that's true yeah but see that's why they drafted three guys named jones dude there do you hear about this (laughs) no i I did (laughs) this guy's this guy's going to jail for like 12 months he he brought a two pistols and an extended magazine to the airport, <laughs> well, I, which I don't understand.
2: The like, extended magazine he, is the one wh- that
0: got me. I was like, what
2: he's he thought he He had the the movie two
1: guns in his bag and then he realized he actually had two real guns in his bag the best part
0: the best part for me was this guy actually tweeted out like a while ago like if you need the strap have a bag man like have a guy who has your guns for you like he actually made that tweet last year in response to someone getting arrested for guns at the airport (laughs) it's like so you knew Uh,
2: and you what well the writing was on the the wrong bag
1: yeah, so he, like, he had his he had his uh his strap bag ter- hanging out ter- next terrible. to his real bag and Absolutely. picked up the wrong one. Luckily, I it's think like classic if company. there's
0: one position I trust New England to develop talent at, it's cornerback. They're they're ex- excellent at it. So they'll probably yeah, be fine.
1: so I think I think they've got a lot of solid players. They have a good foundation. I'm not seeing a lot of difference makers on the roster.
0: I think that's kind of the problem. They're they're kind of in roster purgatory right now. So this, I kind of agree with you. This is, I think a good roster. It's better than people think The bad man can't hurt them anymore. They went from the pencil as their offensive coordinator who had no idea what he was doing to bill O'Brien who say, what you want about bill O'Brien, but he is a professional NFL offensive coordinator. He will, he knows how to do this job. So their offense is going to improve just from that. They have a great run game. Ramondre Stevenson is really good and their offensive line can get after it in the run game. I, and their defense is awesome. It's a good team. I, I, they went eight nine last year. If Mac Jones
1: I, gets injured, they have a second Mac Jones in
0: backup yeah, they, they because Bailey Zappi is like his they, twin. They honestly have three Mac Jones. Like you can't convince me Trace McSorley's not also Mac Jones. Uh, no, picture. Trace McSorley has such a pop gun arm. I cannot. Yeah. I, I can't Would insult have, Jones and Zappi that much. Have you ever seen Trace McSorley and Mac Jones in the same room? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. So okay, and then and then yeah, they pick Kirk Francis kid up, dude. They have him, James Francis. I don't know this team is this team is super average looking to me. And I, even in this division, I just don't see how they don't get too close to 500. Like that's just, I I think that it feels like that kind of team. If they had an explosive playmaker, if they had like a Tyreek Hill on this team, or if they're the team that ends up getting Deandre Hopkins, I do think I could up them into like a playoff contender, but right now I think they're going to fall just a little short. Eric, what do you think?
2: This is again, as Kevin said, middling, um, this this team is middling all the way there. The one thing I thought that was interesting is their draft. They needed to really kind of lock down that defense because their offense was bad due to. Due to because I don't know if coaching. they. Well, coaching's They're one coaching. of it, But is Mac Jones really the answer there at quarterback? Or is he just going to be there for another couple of years? Like Mac Jones, I mean, even is if he's fine, not the answer. But yeah, the quarterback deve- was, was really awful. Uh, Bill O'Brien yeah. can coach. But I like the fact that they didn't invest in their offense so much. They invested in their defense. Um, They were really close to winning games if they would have just had a little better defense. I still have this team in the middle of the pack, but I have them better than last year simply because their draft picks, Bill Belichick and O'Brien as the coordinator and offensive
0: coordinator. I think we're on the same page, Eric, just slightly better than last year because I have them at nine and eight. Yeah uh tied with tied with the dolphins what, what do you have man?
2: nine and eight as well um i All this right. is going to be a good team i think they're going to uh get people excited for the playoffs but they're not going to quite make yeah. it i agree and i think yeah, i'm it's at eight of, and nine they're a seven to nine win team oh it's
0: the kind of it's the kind of team when you look at them too it's like uh you're like man if they just had like one or two more dudes they could really they could really like go for it but they're just yeah they're just not quite there. It, they'll play a lot yeah. of close games. This is a team that I would not want to gamble a lot on. <laughs> that's that's my and that's if my doing a Patriots a bad quarterback they're going to wreck your night. Yeah, they're just going to mess you up. All right. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, let's head to New York for the Jets. The, Je- <laughs> the Jets were 7-10 and last year. They're over-under set at 9.5, minus 130 on the over. People hammering the over. They added Alan Lazard, Miko Hardman, and Aaron Enema Rogers. They dropped Sheldon Rankins, Nate Herbig, and Nathan Shepard, drafting Will McDonald the fourth, Joe Tipman, Carter Warren. Seahawks connections. There's just so many. Dwayne Brown, DJ Reed, Quentin Jefferson, Al Woods. This is Seahawks East. Jamal, Seahawks Seahawks castoffs East. I'm not even going to mention that. He's not even playing. So, 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 <laughs> so, so Eric, the recent retired <laughs> uh,
2: are J- are the J E T S is good. 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 That's a great question. <laughs> so great stat looking up the jets, uh, six of their 10 losses came from one score games. I think Aaron Rodgers will help them with two to three of those games because that's the really big thing here is Aaron Rodgers. What is Aaron Rodgers going to do for me? If this is Seahawks East, this is Seahawks, their defense is what the Seahawks want their defense to be. So good, fourth fewest points and yards per game in the league. That's awesome. So bring in Aaron Rodgers. That's going to make them win. 3 to 4 years ago Aaron Rodgers. Don't forget Aaron Rodgers is not a good quarterback everyone. He has not been very good for years. Now if he he comes back and well, he. Last year he wasn't good. Two years ago he was the MVP, right? Two like... years ago he was not consistent. I don't give a crap about your MVP award. <laughs> I watched enough Aaron Rodgers games. I had him on my fantasy team. That guy was very inconsistent. Coming around, winning games in the fourth quarter. And I don't care if he has a bad receiving team or a good receiving team. This guy is not the guy that he was years ago. Okay, and he hasn't been for a couple years. So. With all this, I think that the Jets have a chance at the playoffs, but largely due to their defense and a a slight turn at the quarterback. Remember, we have Geno Smith. They have Aaron Rodgers. On paper, you think, Oh, I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers. Well, guys, I think I would rather have Geno Smith because he's a little he's got a little more upside than AA Rom. That's that's controversial. I'll take it. I don't care. Not
0: not got my jets take or Eric, Eric, it's not like super far off from you, which is that I don't think this team is half as good as people think it Mm is. I look at their team and I'm like, it's good. It's not, it's not great to me. And they have good young players at key positions. They got sauce Gardner. They have Garrett Wilson, but this team needs Aaron Rodgers to be that dude. 100% uh, and I just don't know, like Aaron Rodgers separated from Devonte Adams. Now he's is Garrett Wilson going to make the leap. Like if Garrett Wilson can be that guy, this offense can be very good. And also we just spent a whole year dunking on Nathaniel Hackett. Are we really excited? He's the offensive coordinator for the New York jets. <laughs> like it's just like that. That's where, that's where we're at now. Like we're like, Oh, he's reunited with Rodgers. But here's my big thing. Okay. Is that they're going to play new England twice. And I, and I don't know if you saw, but June 16th, tons of articles came out, uh, the, the Patriots made a serious run at trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers said, no, we ain't playing for New England. We want to play for the Jets. I don't know if you know how much Bill Belichick hates the Jets, but it's a lot. And I don't think this is going to help. I think if the Patriots are going to win two games this year, it's both the games against the Jets. <laughs> like this, there's so much bitterness and, and spite in this. Um, Nathan, but, uh, Nathan, as the Seahawks Nest
1: Podcast senior pettiness correspondent, uh, we can smell our own, and <laughs> Bill Belichick will be so petty about making
0: sure to ruin Aaron Rodgers' day. The, these it, here's a quote from the report too: "Those snakes in the grass in New England can never be trusted." I want to thank my man Aaron Rodgers for recognizing you. Don't go play for Satan, okay? Like you can say that, but that is. You're, now you know Satan's going to put secret cameras in your stadium, so he knows all your plays. Like, yeah, <laughs> you you don't you no don't unleash readers. the dragon like that, man. Like, what are you doing? So I don't know. I've I don't love the Jets this year. I'm I'm actually pretty down on them compared to consensus. Uh, I think they're a good team, but they have they are going to rely on some extremely old players like Dwayne Brown or some some extremely injured players like Mackay Becton to anchor an offensive line in front of a 39 year old quarterback who was not good last year without his favorite target. And I'm starting to think that it was more Devontae Adams, those last two the 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 Aaron Rodgers renaissance that he had for those two years after they drafted Jordan Love might have been more Devontae Adams based than Aaron Rodgers based. So there you go. I'm right I'm kind of right there with you, Eric. A hundred percent. I I uh, had no Ke- idea Kevin. about those comments. That that's an eye opener. Yeah, Kevin, what do you think what do you think? Is third Now are you going to are you going to be be uh, more towards the consensus, is 39-year-old Rogers doing it for you? Uh, gentlemen, it's these a, Jets are a... a paper airplane.
1: Oh, Cuz no. this roster
0: is thin. Bravo, Kevin. It's not- Bravo. Thin.
1: Uh yeah, it's it's great to have an injury-prone offensive line. Uh you have a, in front of the ancient quarterback that could get <laughs> turned yes. to dust at any time. And then you have, okay, so let's say Garrett Wilson steps up, or uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson steps up, and he's a wide receiver one. Alan Kansas Lazard's their a wide Garrett. receiver two? Like, uh, how is their wide receiver core? So so their best possible wide receiver core is when Kansas City had Tyreek Hill and dudes? Uh That's
0: like, pretty much this is, what they've done. I like Corey Davis, though. Let's not slander Corey Davis. I think he's, he's fine. actually a good He's a player. solid wide receiver three. Like, I, like uh, I that's think, fine. I think, he's, I think you could play him at act Like, he's big. He just... Yeah, he's big, there, but like I'm talking
1: about, if he's your third best pass catcher, you're yeah. you're pretty happy with that. If he's your second best pass catcher, eh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, you have Tyler Conklin, who's a role player at tight end. You've got like I don't think the weapons are great. Um, Brees Hall's a really good running back. Uh, Coming off of I feel very like a very serious Benacon. injury, though. Mm-hmm. Like that's the
0: thing, and, and like you, you need you need a. We saw last year with Diggs that you need a full year to come back from the ACL. Like we've been saying that, we've been banging that drum. Week after week, you need you need a lot of time. And Rodgers leaned things. on his run game in Green Bay. Dump offs. He and loves dump offs. <laughs> he loves dumping it off to the running back so much. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm worried.
1: Their defensive line has depth. Well, and like so, uh, and I like their starting defensive backs, like Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, great corner combo. Picking up Adrian Amos, so you have Chuck Clark, Adrian Amos, and Jordan Whitehead and you have to sew together a starting safety pair out of those three, I think you can definitely do that. Um, I think I think the team's thin. Like, How do you feel about Max They're, Mitchell, they, Connor McGovern, Tristan Colon, and they do, Billy Turner being four of your five starting
0: offensive linemen? I they feel terrible. Have good They have, do have good depth along the defensive line. I'm going to give them that. Yeah, that's the but one here, spot. Here, here's my last thing is that this team is pretty young in a lot of spots. And you bring in like a horrible misanthrope like Aaron Rodgers. Can you imagine like the first time like things start going wrong? And he's throwing a temper tantrum on the sidelines that and staring daggers at Bob's like, like this is just I think it's just a situation that seems primed to explode on like a number of levels, not even including the first. Prime that, like, to
1: explode. Great transition. Right. New York Jets, I have as nine and eight collapsing down the stretch and either missing the playoffs or getting bounced out in the first
0: round. I have them at eight and nine and missing the playoffs. I only have one play. I was surprised. Cause I look at the rosters in this team th- division. I think this is a pretty good division, but then I ended up only having one playoff team in this division. Cause I just ended up liking another division better <laughs>
2: actually. So which we'll that get happens. to in a couple. We're weeks, all on, couple on the same weeks. page. I really like what Kevin said falling apart at the end. I see it too, guys, nine and eight.
0: Yeah. All right. So, that's it. That's it for our AFC East takes. If you have some hot AFC East takes, bring them into the Discord. There are many ways to support the Seahawks podcast. The best way to do so, head over to patreon.com slash Nest, and for as little as $1.24 a month, join our Discord. Be a part of the conversation. Thank you to those who have joined. Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Phloctomus, Gavin, James, Jost, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Micah, Raddad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Luke, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, and Nick. Okay. So this we were we, I was trying to think of a, a movie club thing we could do that was related to spider-man and I was like hey you know what's weird spider-man has a hyphen in it you know it's not That's spider spaceman Kevin spaceman spider-man in space, <laughs> spider- spiders in
1: space spaceman
0: uh no it's it's spider hyphen man so then I said okay what if we do something related to hyphen movies with hyphens in the title hyphenated movies and then so we made a big list. We're gonna do a hyphen liminator. I put the I put the uh, the, the link in. These the are actually chat really boys. good movies for the most part, too. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna read off the list of movies with hyphens in the name. Uh, do you want me to say the word hyphen where the hyphen is? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Ant <laughs> uh, ant hyphen man. Beavis and Butt hyphen head do America. Ben hyphen her curse of the were hyphen rabbit. Duck hyphen tails the movie. Treasure of the Lost Lamp. E.T., the extra hyphen terrestrial, Harry Potter and the half hyphen blood prince, Jaws 3 hyphen D, John Wick Chapter 3 hyphen Parabellum, K hyphen 19, The Widowmaker, Kick hyphen Ass, Non hyphen Stop, P hyphen Weeze Big Adventure, Punch hyphen Drunk Love, Re hyphen Animator, Semi hyphen Pro, Spider hyphen Man 2, Star Wars Episode 5 hyphen The Empire Strikes Back, The A hyphen Team, 2 hyphen Lane Blacktop, rec hyphen it Ralph, X hyphen Men Days of Future Past, X two, X hyphen Men United, and then we forgot one. Uh, we forgot we forgot the one that started this conversation, which is a Spider oh. Man. Uh, There's our even twenty five for you. Spider hyphen no, we're one short stuff. Spider, spider hyphen spider Man. man into the, into spider the Spider hyphen, hyphen verse. Well, we're not, two hyphens. Yeah, we're not. We can't Whoa. mention the colon.
2: This isn't the colon eliminator, Kevin.
0: Yeah, no, no. This, this is.
2: You don't want to eliminate your colon. Uh, Anyway, that's the Taco uh, Bell eliminator. All right, I get to go uh, first. So when we were prepping this, and I said hyphen
1: every time, I didn't realize I was going to inspire this on myself. I, I, I I played myself
0: on this one. Okay, Um, I'm eliminating K nineteen, the Widowmaker. Um, And I think it's because that movie sucks, but also I'm 99% sure that this is the movie that starts in Russian and then like fades into English as an excuse for a bunch of English language actors to play Russians. So I, I, it's stupid. Uh, K-19, Winnowmaker bye. Uh, Okay, let's go, Kevin. Uh, Jaws 3-D, that movie is bad. It actually would have to get better to be bad. Yeah, Jobs 3D is really bad. and But but, but Michael Kane, no, was it Michael Kane? That, no, that was Jobs 2, wasn't it? That Michael Kane was in. This one's Dennis Quaid, right? Yes, it is Dennis Quaid. Yes, yes. Oh, extraordinarily bad. All right, Eric, Eric, what's the next elimination for uh, you?
2: Ben her. I'm sorry, Ben hyphen her. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's a historical movie. Guys, get some special effects in there.
0: Okay, Ben her. My favorite thing about Ben her is that in the school district I used to work in, uh, they used to say uh, you could only show G-rated movies in the, <laughs> in the classroom. And I would always go, oh, like G-rated movies, like Ben-Hur, which if you've seen Ben-Hur, that is like not a G-rated movie, dude. <laughs> it, is, it is, There's like people getting their heads chopped yes. off and stuff. It is like way intense. I'm like, oh, we can show a G-rated movie like Ben-Hur. So anyway, that's my that's my experience with with Ben uh, Ben Hur. Uh okay, I'm going to eliminate the A team. Mostly because I'm going to say that that the movie, which is the A team remake and it's got like Liam Neeson's and uh, Rampage Jackson in it is not very good. So, uh Kevin, back or Kevin back to you, yeah.
1: Uh I cannot believe that it made it back to me to eliminate. Uh I am eliminating re hyphen animator because on a scale oh. of one to problematic that movie is oh. incredibly <laughs> problematic
2: but it's a classic
0: <laughs> what? what i like how it's a it's also a cool... i'm not big on body horror Con- i like how people call it a comedy
2: like uh well it's know. is it, is it, it funny it's pretty funny it's not oh really. man uh yeah sexual assault isn't hilarious. it isn't it a trauma movie <laughs>
0: Kind of, uh, I mean, it's, if it's not, it's an honorary trauma movie. Eric, what's your next? Uh, I'll take out- a zombie movie from the maker of Porky's. Oh.
2: <laughs> you mean the director of A Christmas Same. Story did a zombie movie? That's so weird. Uh, I'm gonna take out. Anyway, I'm gonna take out X2 X Men uh, United. Uh, really like that opening scene with Nightcrawler in the White House, though. Yeah, uh, very I set the tone slapped. for like. I don't care about this movie because it's not going to get better than this scene.
0: Um, I'm going to get rid of Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Not even in the top tier of the Harry Potter movies, which I don't really love anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah. Bye, 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 uh, Kevin. What's next? Uh,
1: Semi hyphen pro. That's um, oh. better than it has any right to be, which is to say, it's okay.
0: It's super funny. Uh, uh, the best part is the, the scene uh, where every, he Tim, the bear. How does Tim Meadows just like steal every scene in every movie he's in? He should be in more <laughs> movies. And you never paid for drugs.
2: Oh, uh, you know why?
0: Much. It's because he's, he, he's so funny in pop star. He's so funny in semi pro. He's so funny in in uh, in uh, <laughs> because he carried Longheart. the Tony 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 joke. <laughs> That's
2: he carried such a good sorry, joke. Exactly. He carried the ladies man, and that movie isn't very good. So I think that people, no, like just needs to be second fiddle, so he can then that, take the fiddle.
0: That poker that poker scene in. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I don't know Tim Tim Meadows. It's just a, it's, it's, he he should be in more stuff. He should be in everything. Put him in more things. He's funny. National treasure. Uh, oh, is it my turn again? No, it's my turn. With, national Treasure doesn't have a hyphen, Kevin.
2: Uh, Eric, uh, I'll take out the Raimi Spider Man. Spider Man. No, 2. but Tim Meadows is a national treasure. Spider Man Two. Spider uh 2. This is the end of every villain in the movie having a redemption arc. Uh, no one's evil. We're all just misunderstood, and then you're gonna die. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I, I like spider. I like spider man too. It's a good movie. I do think it was an important point. If you love superhero movies, that movie was the movie that like solidified them as part of like the American, like that, once that movie came out and it was like um, really good and a lot of people saw it, people were like, Oh, we have to, we have to make more of these movies. We have to take these movies seriously. And then here we are today where everything's a superhero movie. Uh, I'm going to get rid of Wreck-It Ralph, which I think is a charming, fun, animated movie. But uh, it's it's just like solid, not spectacular for me. I do love all the references. They crammed them all in there and they didn't make it feel corny or cheesy by doing so. Um, I love the bad guy support group at the beginning of the movie. That's my favorite part. Anyway, Kevin, go ahead.
1: Uh, dropping nonstop here um, because it's a solid action movie and there are a lot of movies on here that are better than that. Yeah, but, but like, how do they have Liam Neeson in them? Uh, well, considering if you want to make a C minus
0: action movie, you get Liam Neeson in it, and it guarantees at least that. They're like, it's kind of funny because all these Liam Neeson action movies came out, and they're all basically the same exactly movie, the same, but this one has Scoot McNary in it, so like, it's it's like slightly better than, than some of yeah, the take other ones. Yeah, taking on a train's cause, fine because Scoot McNary's Train Kin.
2: Is it a train or is it a plane? I thought it was a plane. Did you see Non-stop, that? Non-stop. I Kevin. thought it was a train. I think we're all just confusing all Liam Neeson movies. Yeah,
0: it's a burned out. He's a burned out veteran of the Air Marshal service. He Yeah, it's a He uh, views it not He views the job as not a life-saving duty but as a desk job in the sky. I th- I don't me, me you haven't seen then What's this, the this lo- fi- What's the one where he's on a, the train? This is a fine. This that's a that is a Liam Neeson movie also. This is a fine place to eliminate Kevin, but I think Oh, that was you Commuter. Should, you should watch this cuz this is better than Commuter. <laughs> Okay, it's that's not fine. Great. Like I'll eventually watch all and of them. It's They're also the exact same. It's as a three-star movie. It's a three-star movie, <laughs> and um, it's like this movie's like if snakes on a, it's snakes on a plane without snakes, and Liam Neeson's instead of
2: Samuel <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's on okay. a plane. Are we are we done talking <laughs> about this movie that <laughs> you eliminated because it wasn't very good? <laughs> I, 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 oh no, Lord. it's good. It's a three out of five. <laughs> yeah. It's better than it's better than most Marvel movies. All right, yes, all right go ahead. most Mar- Mar- most Marvel movies. Ant Man. Hey guys, they pulled off an Ant Man movie that was pretty enjoyable.
0: Yeah, it's a heist film, and also it, ha- it has the very enjoyable um, Michael Peña stuff, which is, which is fun. Uh, yeah, the Michael Peña stuff's highlight. I will get rid of DuckTales, the movie, ah, Treasure of the Lost oh, Land, my heart. Which, oh. which is like Eric, Eric you said in the pre-show and I completely agree. It's just a big, long 80-minute episode yes, of DuckTales.
2: <laughs> You're just waiting for the commercials that never come.
0: <laughs> which is the Kevin,
2: best and worst part of it. Kevin, go ahead
1: uh getting rid of kick hyphen ass uh it's all right
0: that's that's yeah, the end of my review i like nicholas cage is like the highlight of that movie for sure big as big daddy uh eric what what's I, that? Liked, what's uh, I liked i liked every
2: actor in that movie i thought it was uh it's a good movie turning superhero I tropes think- on their head and uh something that at the time you never really thought you'd see
0: yeah, it, it was at the time it came out. It definitely was more, more, uh, when you watch it today, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. like people, th- it, how's it compared to the boys? Well, yeah. the boys is better, <laughs> of but course, the so. boys, the boys is better, but the, but at the time, you're right, it was like pretty, a pretty big statement to make.
2: All right, uh, let's go with Curse of the Were Rabbit. It's actually way more enjoyable than you think, and now it's time to be eliminated.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree that that is a good spot to get rid of that. Very charming movie. This is getting this is getting harder for me. There's still a few I think are kind of easier to eliminate, but it's about to get even though even though I think that this is a very good Philip Seymour Hoffman, Adam Sandler uh, vehicle. I'm going to get rid of punk drug love. It's just not my kind of movie, Um, but the acting in that movie is great. It's definitely worth watching Uh, when the two of them are arguing on the phone is priceless. That entire sequence is hilarious. Yeah. It's just, it it uh, captures something, something really well, like a, like a love emotion or whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Beavis and ButtHead to America. Oh, um, my heart it's, part two. It's... <laughs> Were you holding out <laughs> hope for an uh, Beavis and ButtHead win I was here? Just Eric? hoping to make it to the top five, were... really. Oh, okay, okay. It was close, close. It was close for sure.
1: It's, it's enjoyable. Um, it's a, it's a type of humor that uh, wanes for me as a movie runs, and so
2: it, it was fine. You know when Bruce Willis dies, and we do our Bruce Willis top five, Kevin will not be putting this movie in his Bruce Willis fade five, or he will. What movie is that? Beavis it's and Butthead. Two things that could happen: Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Beavis He's in that movie. Oh,
0: I thought you were elim- I thought you were eliminating another movie, but no. I forgot Bruce Willis is
2: in that movie. No. Yes. okay. Right, go, uh, I will ahead. eliminate uh, John Wick Chapter Three: Parabellum. I have not seen All the right. fourth one, but Parabellum is good, but it also was, uh, it was a little too is. Kind of far out there.
0: All right, I'm gonna get rid of ET yes. the extraterrestrial uh, because uh, Reese's pieces suck. So uh, f- top five: Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Spider-Man into the <laughs> Spider Verse, Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, the cult, the cult car classic, Two Lane Blacktop, and X Men: Days of Future Past. Kevin, what's the what's? Right, coming I feel off like the we've blood?
1: been hesitating because only one person's seen it. We're taking Two Lane Blacktop off the board. That is fair.
0: Okay, um, and I, I've never seen it, but I but I, I Eric said it's great, and I believe. and
2: I read the plot description, and I was like, This sounds it's, like fine. it's, I it's like, close to great. I mean, it's, it's a great plot description. When you watch it, you'll be like, Wow, this they've really made movies like this in the 60s. That's kind of crazy. I someone someone described it as uh wait it, like a
0: what was the other road movie that they described it as easy a better rider. version of uh yeah but they said it's Easy Rider but better and I was like yep that's a movie I want to see. So, so I wonder if that makes it the driver except uh uh
2: with uh less crime. It's oh, maybe. I mean maybe it's uh it's it's something. I'll just say it's something else. Okay guys, uh <laughs> I'm going to take out X-Men Days of Future Past. I'm really surprised it made it this far. Yep. All right, and then I will take
0: out Pee Wee's Big Adventure Aww. because I don't, because I, I know, because I know Kevin uh, might that's pick it it, to win. Kind of where I, it needed to be, and but, I do oh. not, and I do not, I do not want Kevin to pick Pee Wee's Big Adventure to win over Spider Man into the Spider Verse if I eliminate Star Wars, because I will lose my mind since Spider Verse is a five star movie. You play. guys know that Amazing so anyway, Larry I, I passed
2: away like four years ago.
0: Aww, <laughs> that movie's really good though. It's is that is that ah. the best Tim? Is Pee Wee's Big Adventure the best Tim Burton movie? Uh, It's, yes. it's up there.
1: Sorry, was I supposed to hesitate? <laughs> uh,
0: I think it's A Nightmare Before Christmas, but. but, uh, but uh, That is not a, a uh, Tim Burton movie.
2: Uh. That is
0: true, Kevin. Uh. <laughs> okay, fine. So Find that Mar- Mars Attacks. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I have Into the Spider Verse versus Empire Strikes Back, and these are both five out of five for me. Um, they would have both won over pee Big Adventure. So oh, if could've. you wanted to king make, you should have just eliminated uh, uh, Empire oh, Strikes Back. I'm, and fine so, with,
0: I'm fine with either of and these. And
1: so to punish Nathan, I will eliminate Spider-Verse. That's um, so the big thing is, I feel like the thing that's the tiebreaker for me is it is harder to make a sequel that outpaces the original than mm-hmm. it is to make a one run that's great. And Empire Strikes Back is better than New Hope. Um, okay, here's my here's is my counterpoint.
0: The best Star Wars movie. You ready for this? This is not great hyphen use. Like it's just a, it's just like they could they could've, they could have they could have wow. used a col- they could have used a colon they could have used a comma they honestly could have just put a space. There doesn't need to be a hyphen in this title at all. <laughs> so like for picking the best movie with a hyphen in the so, name, we're really. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan my counter
1: to your counter is that hyphens in movie titles are always unnecessary, and therefore, picking the one with the least necessary hyphen, except for if you have an actual hyphenated word, but picking the one with the...
0: Stanley would tell you that the hyphen in Spider-Man is very important and he never really because would be. Because he is both why. a spider Excelsior. and a
2: man, not a Spider-Man. I created him all by myself and nobody had anything to do with it but me, Excelsior. That's what Stanley would say.
0: <laughs> why, like, here, wait. Let me try to find some quotes about don't, why don't forget, is Spider-Man uh, The, the
2: podcast, Seahawks podcast urges you to skip the Stanley documentary on Disney+. Plus. Uh
0: so <laughs> spider-man's name was a has a hyphen because stanley crew created the character with steve well, he, Ditko. apparently he, he, wanted to distinguish him from superman
2: oh that's super lame yes yes that's what <laughs> like, he did on. and then steve uh, Ditko came up with the art style and idea of him being a kid and uh yeah anyway go ahead i always did like the you could see yourself next. anyway congratulations to star wars you're the
0: winner and we'll see you guys next week go hawks